Hello. Just a little warning to you that this episode contains some swearing. Sorry about that. Get the children out of the room, can you please? Unless they like swearing. In which case, get them in. Welcome to the Auditorium, a portal to the fringes of culture. Hello and welcome to the Auditorium. With your host, David Bramwell, and my co-pilots... Yeah, uh, Dave Bamford, hello. Just clear it off! Go away! Dave, they're not going to go. We've been here for two days now. Sorry, listeners, we're, we're in a bit of a dilemma. We've been trapped in the studio, un- un- unable to leave due to... Well, an overwhelming... Bloody fans. Yeah. Hundreds of e- them. Ever since, what was his name, Jonathan King, tweeted about yeah. us a I mean, few, who, a few who days ago. I mean, who knew that he was such a, after all his problems, but he's still a massive tastemaker. He is, he is. And and, and the podcast, just, I mean, it, which is fantastic, but but we've, we, we, we can't get out. Yeah. Oh and that was like this mail coming under the door. Lance, can you just stop them doing this? I don't know where Lance and Andrew have gone. I think they've been mobbed. I think they're what busy. Have we got? Probably busy in the toilets with someone. Let's have a look. There's mountains of it. Look, let's just take. Uh, what's this one? Well, you, here you have that. Oh, one. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Oh my! Omg, Dave and Dave, when are you going to form a boy band? <laughs> we think you are so hot. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, plus. Surely the remuneration from a culturally obscure podcast is at best negligible. You are best to be optimizing your earning potential by capitalizing on your brand and releasing a novelty single. Mm. Uh, LOL. Surprising. What's the LOL? Uh, lemon or lime, is it? Lick our love pup. No, lemon and lime, you're lemon right. Lemon lime. Lime. What have I, you got? What have you got? Well, I mean, I, that is surprisingly perceptive for a um, 15-year-old fan, isn't it? In fact, it's quite depressing. Um, this is from... It's very simple. It just says, Dear Dave and Dave, fucking loving it. Yeah. Um, that's from... Oh, that's from Sir David Attenborough. There oh, we go. I, I didn't know he was a fan. No, neither did I. Oh, look, he's in... There's something here. Look, there's a picture here. Oh, there's a look. There's more here. Look, let's open this one. What's okay. in here? Uh, oh, it's a drawing. What's oh, that? Oh, flippy neck. Is that oh, me and you? Wow. In the nudie? Well, it's not just the nude, is it? It's, that's, it's that's in each other. Look. I mean. And that's a. Is that a gorilla? I don't. It's one of the great apes. I mean, it's it's a pretty that's, great ape. I mean, I mean, there's things about that picture that I like, but that that is absolutely disgusting. There's elements of it that are very, very impressive, but uh, essentially, it's foul. I'm, um, I'm quite well hung. <laughs> well, that's what I like about it too. Uh, but, <laughs> no, no, I was just uh, stating that. It's nothing to do with the. Picture. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, and so that's merely an accurate representation. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's signed as well. So who's 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 signed it? That's signed by. Um, oh no, that that's, that's another one from Sir David Attenborough. That's David Attenborough as well. Right, right, right. I mean, that's about the six we've had this week. I'm not actually surprised. Attenborough's always at it. I tell you what, though. Yeah. Being trapped in the studio with adoring fans outside yeah. and looking at homoerotic art, yeah. which some fans have sort of created in 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 kind of going into some mythic realm of of of, of the two of us in the podcast. They're they're projecting, aren't they? They're taking what we are, which is already amazing, obviously. Yeah. And they're kind of creating their their dream world out of it. Which you know, Which I, I can't ties in very nicely with today's today's speaker. I refuse to believe that that's happened no, no, again. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Because today's talk is um, by none other. Today's <laughs> by talk none other. Is, <laughs> today's talk is by none other than <laughs> filmmaker Daisy Asquith talking about One Direction fans and their homoerotic art. Get out of here! No. Well, we can't anyway. No, we can't. We're trapped. My talk is about the fact that I made a documentary about the One Direction fandom. 
um, in 2013. I followed One Direction all over the UK on their arena tour, not because I really wanted to, um, although I did enjoy it. Um, but I wasn't really interested in the band. I was making a documentary for Channel 4's Strand Cutting Edge about the One Direction fandom. Obviously, Channel 4 commissioned that because they'd, you know, got an idea that One Direction fans are absolutely crazy and that it might be amusing to... Um, you know, have a documentary about them. But I came to it as a huge fan of fans. And I've always been a massive fan of fans. Um, when I was 14, I tipexed Susie and the Banshees on the back of my leather jacket, not even knowing who they were. Because um, I wanted to hang out with the people that had that tipexed on their jacket. <laughs> so that, I think, makes me a fan of fans. Um, and um, so I thought even though Channel 4 wanted to probably make fun of One Direction fans that it would be a good opportunity to actually um, look at the positive side of fandom the pleasure and the creativity in fandom um, and I was interested in representing the way fans made relationships with each other and found sort of communities that aren't necessarily anything to do with the object of their supposed adoration I also really love the way fandoms have a way of ignoring the product and the, the tickets and the merchandise and actually making their own amazing fan art and fan fiction, um, which is often much better than the bland original product that they're offered, particularly, I think, in the case of One Direction, which is an incredibly bland and dull boy band, let's face it. <laughs> Twitter has made it possible for fans to run a powerfully connected gift economy where they share these fan productions amongst themselves and they do that globally now whereas um, in the 60s Barry Manilow fans used to type out newsletters about their sexual fantasies about Barry Manilow and yes they did have them and um, post them to each other with stamps nowadays we can share our One Direction fantasies in instantly and globally online and that makes the One Direction fan massively connected and instant and huge and in fact it's the reason why One Direction are famous anyway. Simon Cowell didn't sign them until he realised that on Twitter a fandom had grown just from them being on X Factor. When I entered the Narnia that is the online 1D fandom I was delighted just to discover the concept of shipping Larry. Okay, there's this whole thing that Harry and Louis have had a relationship and that they're both gay. Louis leaned in to kiss Harry. He caught Harry's bottom lip and bit down on it gently, and Harry let out a soft whimper. He let go and brushed his lips on Harry's, teasing the boy. I think I'm going to show you just how beautiful you really are. If you're a Larry shipper, it means you're a fan that likes, celebrates, and encourages, and even believes the idea that Harry and Louis are in a secret gay relationship with each other. I actually think there's a chance they were at one point. I think there's some good evidence in the those YouTube clips are sort of re-edited by these incredibly like 
technical savvy teenagers. Anyway, it took on a kind of energy of its own. Around half the fandom now engage in this subgenre within the fan art and fan fiction scene on Tumblr. I thought this was brilliant and fantastically imaginative and possibly highly perceptive, as I say, there may be some truth to it. But I admired the stamina, stealth and determination that fans would apply into proving the existence of their relationship. The talent and hard work they engaged in making creative fan fiction, graphic novels, fan art and photo edits... And they could be shared, as I say, globally with millions of fans in an instant. Harry's got over 20 million followers on Twitter now. Uh, so that gives you an idea of how many girls are looking at this stuff. <laughs> Some of it expresses a teenage sexuality, which I really like. In its androgyny, it manages to avoid the boring roles offered women in most porn and use Harry and Louis as a blank canvas on which to project their sexual fantasies. In these fantasies, no one gets pregnant or has to stay at home doing housework. No one is passive or dominant. It's an erotic space, free of the limits of gender. On to what happened next. I am a hardcore Larry Shipper. I thought my documentary was a celebratory and warm portrayal of Larry Shipping, as much presented in the fans' own words as possible. But when it was broadcast on Channel 4 on the 15th of August 2013, the fandom were absolutely furious with me. Here's a selection of the thousands of Twitter um, death threats that I received and Channel 4 also received shut the fuck up you fucking ugly parasite retarded bitch go fuck yourself in your fucking low documentary fucking bitch so I thought well, I need to I thought I must find out why they're this angry because I really do genuinely love them and think that they're brilliant and it was it seemed to be unrequited um <laughs> A giant snowball of rage, in fact, gathered um, on Twitter until um, before the broadcast was even over, the hashtag this is not us was trending worldwide. So fans had basically ripped the film from Channel 4 and uh, posted it on YouTube and Instagram and um, Tumblr and it got hundreds of thousands more views um, around the world than it did in the UK. Here are the worldwide trends that evening just after the film finished. This is not us. Liam, we love you. I'll explain that later. RIP Larry Shippers also needs some explanation. Uh, Channel 4, they were in trouble. Liam Payne was the hero. Believers are here for directioners. <laughs> uh, so I had the, the wrath of believers as well that night. And um, just to give you a little bit of background, believers and directioners are normally at each other's throats. So um, that was hugely significant that they actually came out in support of directioners that night. And so we have eight out of ten of worldwide Twitter trends uh, that night. So extraordinary and terrifying as well. 
368,139 tweets during the hour it was on made it the most tweeted about documentary ever on British television. It stayed in the top ten. <laughs> not, not in a good way. No. Uh, it stayed in the top ten global trends throughout the night and all the next day as the fandoms in different time zones passed on the baton. But it wasn't until the hashtag RIP Larry Shippers also began to trend that global news media outlets took notice. Oh, God. Uh, at Daisy Asquith, I hope you're happy for killing 42 people. Um, a rumour started that 14, 28 and then 42 fans, specifically Larry Shippers, had committed suicide because of being upset by my documentary. Uh, I was briefly appalled but quickly established with the help of Channel 4 that it was a hoax. Or possibly the hashtag was referring to suicide. Suicide is the virtual suicide of an online avatar on Twitter or Instagram or, what, or Tumblr. The closing down of a Twitter account in protest. Whether it was as knowing as this or designed brilliantly to get attention from the world, uh, and especially the band, it worked perfectly. Band member hence hero Liam Payne responded on Twitter telling his fans that all documentaries are constructed bullshit presumably he knew this from having just finished filming the official 1D documentary 1D 3D This Is Us by Morgan Spurlock uh, which is where the inspiration for the This Is Not Us hashtag came came from I don't know if anyone went to see 1D 3D This Is Us <laughs> one person's willing to admit it uh, but it's really shit I mean basically it is constructed bullshit um, 1D, 3D, this is us consists of um, you know Liam and Harry lying on a boardwalk while fishing and discussing how their life has changed so it is constructed bullshit and you know I'd like to say mine wasn't as constructed as his anyway I won't go into that uh, right now but um, the day became known in a kind of trauma language borrowed from 9-11 as 15-8 the day the fandom broke <laughs> I became really interested in what it was about my representation that enraged the fandom had moving Larry from Tumblr to the kind of adult medium of television altered its meaning um, taking it out of the knowing context of the fandom allowed it to be misinterpreted by the unknowing world outside had I crossed an invisible line when I entered the fandom's online space on Tumblr despite it being freely available to anyone who looked for it apparently I'm far too old to be on Tumblr perhaps there's a subtle etiquette of public and private that's understood by the current teenager whereby some cultural spaces are not meant to be trespassed upon by outsiders perhaps a generation that are used to self-representation on Facebook Twitter Tumblr YouTube will not take kindly to being represented by another especially you know 
some old lady who's not a fan. And perhaps the fans knew that in a patriarchal society, we would, no one would take kindly to the making of porn by and for teenage girls. I decided to do a PhD to try and find out what caused this perfect fandom song. I'm in the middle of it now. Um, this is the fun bit of that research. Um, in the meantime, I will show you a clip from my new film, which is called This Is Not Us. Uh, it's cut from YouTube videos made to protest against me and my documentary. And I'll just end my talk with this. So I have awoken to bloody chaos on Twitter because of this ridiculous documentary that has aired in the UK on Channel 4. They put Larry fan fiction and fan art, pornographic fan art. They show that on TV. Why would they put the fan art, Larry fan art, in this video? That any sense to me whatsoever. Like really, like oh my goodness. Number one rule about fan fiction, never read it aloud. <laughs> Second is never share it with anybody. And third, don't read it in front of national television. I think that's freaking obvious. Y'all should know that uh, adults, as in, as in, as in, if, uh, Harry's mom, uh, mom was was watching that. Who thinks that's a good idea? Who thinks that's okay? Fanfics are not to be broadcast on national television. Okay, they are for the fandom to read in private, to have a little giggle, have a joy, get a bit, you know, woo. They're for our you know, secret pleasure. You don't put that on television. That stuff doesn't go on television. Okay? I do believe that they should get sued for it because they are speaking lies and they're using... I'm pretty sure no one gave them permission to put that fan art in there. The Larry videos, like, that is none of their business. And this all started because of these dumb but these dumb fucks of Channel 4 who can't do their shit right and get the right fans because these little fuckers don't know who the fuck One Direction fans are. Like, I'm not even gonna... No! So I'm gonna stop there. I need to take a deep breath. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy Asquithon. Yeah, I, I have to say, I, I, I admire her for bothering to hang out with teenage fans. It's, it's my idea of hell. Um, but then I was never really, I never really got into a band in that way. I never had all the badges or anything like that, all the records. Of I any did. Band. I did. Did you? Who was your big? Uh, well, one of the, one of the, still one of the all-time greats, uh, Rush, the uh, Canadian uh, uh, power trio. Prog rock band. Aren't they quite right wing. I've got a feeling they're quite right wing. Rush. Aren't I they? forgive them for that. Yeah, right. they they do. Ayn Rand was their. Yeah, I thought so. Was their was their hero. Mm. I'm, I met up with a friend the other day who uh, Helen Harrison, who who's also a huge Rush fan, and I crushed her with that news. She was. She didn't know. She didn't know. How no, can you their not know symbol, that? Their symbol. Their symbol. Is uh, sticker, isn't is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is uh, is a naked man opposing the red star? It's an anti-communist uh, yep. symbol, and I had the chance to take part in a 
in an art exhibition many many years ago um, called uh, Cover Art, and you had to you you had you had an hour to gather the bits, you know, in a DIY way right. to recreate your favourite album cover. And so I got a big tin of red paint and some black paper and took all my clothes off and was <laughs> photographed standing opposing this very badly drawn red star in a in a gallery in Brighton right. and whilst um the photographer who was part of the exhibition was taking the picture a police car pulled up right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's very close to the road um, right. and I just and I'm standing there bollock naked with my hands up in the air just looking at the police car well, uh, sure and I mouthed the words it's art uh, and that seemed to it's Brighton so you know they seemed I'm appeased fairly sure by you that heard, it's art <laughs> <laughs> well you know that reminds me of a time when I, I was rehearsing a play on Upper Rock Gardens and uh, we were two of us were forced against a wall with two other guys holding a gun to our face and another enormous submachine gun to our face and the whole top layer of a bus started shouting and we looked out the window and they were all watching this uh, going, look look what's happening look <laughs> like, oh no we're gonna get the cops coming around and everything nothing nobody everyone just went oh look look there's a killing <laughs> anyway what's going on now you know no, no one bothered to ring the cops or anything but my my biggest um fansm, fandom is really with um with comics, I guess. I mean, I love music, but um, the, the, the the ones I've sort of met where I've been tongue-tied. The biggest single incident of that was um, uh, in 2008, I was uh, doing a live show with uh, Count Arthur Strong, uh, Steve Delaney, and uh, afterwards we went into the, into the bar, and there, coming up around us and love-bombing us with their praise, was uh, Ben Elton, Aid Edmondson, Jennifer Saunders and um, the other one, the Dawn other French. One, Dawn French, <laughs> and I honestly, I had what could be called an actorgasm. I had a moment of <laughs> of, of reflective uh, sort of uh, uh, super ego joy, and at the same time, complete personality meltdown. I thought, what can I say to these? These are my heroes, and they're telling me that they loved the show. I, I'm, uh, and so I turned to Ben and said, "Well, I, you know, obviously, it's, it, you know." Um, and I thought, I don't like any of your work from the last fifteen years, uh, but I loved you as uh, for Blackadder. Um, I thought, so are you? Are you? Are you writing? A, 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 another book he went yeah yeah working on a novel yeah I said ah oh, that must be good to work in your underpants that's literally all I could did think did you say that I did say that yeah yeah and oh. he just sort of looked at me and went hmm wanted <laughs> oh, oh. blown it blown it but I did for, our, it. for our listeners in Malaysia who don't yeah. get the references yeah why are you listening <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's tough isn't it yeah um, so uh, it <sighs> We still can't get out of here, though, can we? We're still. Um, I'm still conscious of the fact that the, You're right. the we've slot bucket's overflowing, and yeah. we've been. We're, now we're trapped my in coffee. It. But I tell you what, though. I tell you what. I mean, despite that, I, that letter that we read before Daisy's talk, I've yes. got to say, it's um, it's got me thinking. Like, why don't we form a a band? And I, in fact, while, while she was talking, I was like, I got, I got an idea for a for a name. Let me run this by you, okay? Okay. You're called Dave. Yes. I'm called Dave. That's correct. Put it together. What have you got? Dave and Dave. No, 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 no. That sounds like Chaz and Dave. Oh, yeah. Dave squared. What do you think? Dave squared. Dave squared. I like it. It's good, isn't it? It's and you could, good. You could, you could you could use the little two. Yes. Um, like boys to men. We just play yeah. around with that whole kind of thing. Shake it up a bit. Dave. Shake it up a we bit. You could misspell Dave. Quite hard to misspell Dave, isn't it? Can't get a Z in you there. You can put an I in there, I think. Dave. Dave. D-A-I-V-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. So, what we need is we need a song. We do. And... I've got an idea. I've been writing some lyrics right. whilst you were talking, telling that story. I wasn't really listening. That oh, story about Ben Elton. Explains your lack um, of hilarity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been writing some lyrics. So yeah. um, Lance and Andrew, 
can we have the auditorium theme tune? You ready for this? Oh, this, this is, is called crow, crow on a Wall. This is going to monetize crow on the, the whole procedure. Yes. Crow on a wall in Cumbria or Walthamstow. Rock in a bin in Scarborough. Or Bridlington. Oh, look, no, 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 you join in on the. You do the chorus, Dave. No, no, look, Dave, Dave, come on, come on. This is look. This is terrible. This is. Oh, no, no, but, but you like, could, we could sing the sing the. It's uh, almost could, like a pastiche of your of your oh. highly regarded but not particularly world beating uh, band on Fellows Casino, isn't it? It's uh, it's it's. We want something for the kids. Or what? We want, what, 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 what well, have you, know, you got? We want, we want something that you know those guys out there are going to just go nuts for. Well, you know. I've been looking at this while I wasn't really listening, to be honest with you, while you were doing that. I've been writing my own uh, lyrics, um, and uh, I've realised we've already had, like, a major cult hit with uh, Road to Oblivion from a previous uh, uh, auditorium podcast, um, otherwise known as Bumholes, the Bumhole song. That did did well in Malaysia. It did massively, and did big business there. So I've, I've written a little rap, and we've sampled this a bit, and this, 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 this will be, this is going to break us. I mean, you know, in a good way, not like breakers. Okay, let's let let hit it, hit it. Bumholes, like the dark middle bit of a bog roll, a rusty sheriff's badge or a keyhole, like the dried crusty bit on a dog bowl. That's how we roll, all bunged up like a sausage roll. On a bumhole tip, it's a free for all. Dave Cube coming at you, we call B to the U to the M hole. Attenborough, spit it. There we go. Then we get an Attenborough. Lance, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. Then we get an Attenborough section. What's this? What's this Dave Cube thing? What's Oh, well, you know, I, I mean, I like, I ran with the initial idea. I think, you know, Dave Squared's nice, but what's better than Dave Squared? Dave Cubed. Like, so, and, you, what, and you've got Attenborough. So it's me, you, and Attenborough. Ah, well, it's not so much you. Ah, I didn't think you could get him. No, 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 I mean, what? it's not so much you. I mean, we've got Attenborough. Attenborough's, you know, obviously, just look at the artwork. He's, he's, we was well up for it. I mean, he was basically knocking the door down. Um, yeah, there's just, he's mates. He's big, big mates with someone who's really big in Europe, and that's really important, David Hasselhoff. We've got the Hoff. Attenborough and Hoff hang out all the time. They get pissed together. So he's he's hooked him in. So it's kind of me, uh, the Hoff, and, and Sir David Attenborough. And Did um, I tell you about my new um, solo career? <laughs> no, you didn't mention that. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's going really well. It's called From the Dave Squared. It's, um, oh, right, yeah. It's, going, you, it's going really well. You're playing, like, small venues, yeah? Really like intimate uh, gigs. Doing really well in uh, Malaysia, actually. Doing really well in Malaysia. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> eat my shorts, as the kids say. Yeah, they do say yeah, that yeah. 20 years ago. So, yeah. look, uh, hang on. What? The screaming stopped. No, you're right. It sort of sounded that? like it just kind of I'm went. Kind of, is that a tape machine or something? That is, isn't it? I, open the door. Let's, let's, see if there's, let's see if the fans are still hang there. On, let me just go and have a look. I could do with the Jimmy Riddle. There's no one there. Well, I, there's nobody there at all. Hang on a sec. What's, what's so? Who's... So if well, if there's no one there and the, and the, and that was a tape loop, who's been drawing all the mucky pictures of who's in the studio? Lance, Lance and Andrew. <laughs> That's I can't even believe you're drawing that. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, you know, can the single. All we've got is those two muppets and a bunch of pictures of us bumming each other. Ah, oh, be a good Friday night in there, wouldn't it? It will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
The Auditorium is presented by Dr. David Bramwell and Mr. David Mountfield. The producers are Lance Dan and Andrew Mayling. You can discover more about the show at oddpodcast.com, where you can find out about upcoming events and festival shows. If you'd like to give a talk about something that you're passionate about, then email us at contact at oddpodcast.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at oddpodcastuk. Talks from the Auditorium are featured in Earnest Journal, a magazine for the curious and adventurous. If you like the Auditorium, then please leave a review for us on iTunes.